0: There is no question that former President Donald Trump remains very popular in parts of Michigan.
1: Would anybody here like to see me run?
0: But just how far does that popularity go? Can Trump still move that needle for voters when he's not on the ballot? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. 1988. That was the last time a Republican presidential candidate won Michigan. It was George H.W. Bush on his way to the White House? Well, that was true until 2016. That's when Donald Trump broke down the Democrats' blue wall and carried Michigan on his way to the White House. Though the seesawing continued four years later, Biden took the state back for the Dems. Now here we are, it's 2022 and it's time for the midterms. Donald Trump is not on the ballot, but he's still on the minds of voters, right? Well, there's really only one way to find out. So. I went to a Trump rally. And now
1: it's time for
0: you to join in and ask for to teach you the dance. So here we go. The dance. How would the former president of the United States come to a metal pole barn in the middle of farming fields in Washington Township? That's in rural northern Macomb County. A very
1: conservative town, very pro-Trump area of the state. I would expect that kind of excitement. Uh, That's the area that helped Congressman McClain win her congressional seat early on when she walked the district. That's part of the district that makes Macomb County lean Republican in some key races. So you're seeing what a Trump world looks like in Michigan. And if you notice, many times when Trump people come to town, they're going to that area of the state or going up somewhere near Frankenmuth, another conservative area, or West Michigan. Uh, and Macomb County has been the purple county, the, the Reagan Democrat county. It's the area that doesn't have its own university. You have a lot of people that have blue-collar jobs or union jobs or factory jobs. Yeah, that is the average makeup of a Trump voter, yes. That right there is Ed Sarpolis. He's the founder of
0: Target Insight. He's been a political pollster in Michigan for half a century. Now, me trudging through a cornfield to a metal pole barn makes more sense. Go where your support is. And that is exactly what happened. There's a lot of support for uh, Trump, but every time he comes to Michigan, I've come quite a few times, and every time the energy just electric, and people camp out overnight every time, and yeah, he's pretty popular over here. And Seeing people like Gavin and talking to people like Gavin, not unusual. A young 20-something conservative voter, a local. Remember, this Save America rally, as it was called, was a rally to help support local candidates. But that did not stop some people from crossing borders. I know why you're here, but this is not Ohio. No, but this is where Trump is. So so, (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So explain that to me. Well, we're coming to a Trump rally. We're trying to get Secretary of State on the ballot in Ohio. And we thought we're better than a Trump rally because that's where everyone from Ohio goes. There was indeed a lot of work going on on behalf of various candidates. You heard Maria right there. But here's something else I found. Some people were just there to work. Like Scott, what was he doing? Selling T-shirts.
1: My nephew is a graphic arts
0: designer and a freehand artist, and I print shirts. I come up with ideas, and, and then he creates them for me, and then we put them on a shirt. So this is the only time you can get this specific shirt? It's yes. yes. Today. Next week I will have a different one for North Carolina. you go all over? Yes, you follow? yes. Scott told me he spends half the year following Trump and the other half following Fish and the Grateful Dead. Hard to draw any political lines there. What does it mean to be popular? I mean, we know what it means, the level of liked you are. But how does that translate into somebody like Donald Trump's ability to sway voters in races that are not his own? If you are like Maria from Ohio, there's no doubt in your mind. God, he's got a great pull, very energetic pull, let me tell you. I mean, like I said, we're having a blast. We've met so many people, and we're talking Tennessee, California, Florida, Illinois, Indiana. So there's people here from, like, everywhere, even PA. You know, all our, our states are in misham right now, when. He's bringing people together from everywhere. You can't get better than that. I thought I would get that answer from everybody, to be honest. I mean, we were at a Trump rally after all. But Gavin, he taught me not to assume. It is always interesting to see who gets the Trump nomination. Does that pull away with you? I mean, nah, it, not as much as it used to, but I won't lie. But yes. yeah. Can you tell me why? Um, It's like... I guess now that he hasn't been in office for four years, it just feels like he doesn't have That's as same. much pull as he yeah. used to. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Seems Sorry. to help anyone's popularity. What's going on here? It's hard to answer that question by talking to a handful of people at a political rally. Our pollster,
1: Ed, says the ability that Trump has to move the needle is changing a bit. Well, what I'm seeing is the factor is the erosion of convincing that everything he says is true. And the fact that, yes, it does hurt him. He's not in social media. He's not leading the polls. Another group of Republicans, for example, right now in Michigan, about 42 percent of Michigan won't vote for somebody because they say that, uh, you know, his vote was stolen. You know, it's reducing. Over time, that happens. He didn't excite the truth by saying, here's my person for governor. He was much more open on attorney general and secretary of state, but not in the governor's way, which was very big in Michigan.
0: Ed mentioned that Trump hasn't really nailed down an endorsement for governor here in Michigan. Though he has endorsed both Matt DiPerno and Christina Karamo, running for attorney general and secretary of state respectively, both DiPerno and Karamo have repeated the former president's accusation of voter fraud in Michigan, something that has been rejected by the court system and even members of his own party. Now, as we go back to Ed, he says the governor's race here in the Mitten does
1: not look like it normally does. The trouble in, in Michigan right now for Republicans, not the fact that they can't win, the question is the fact, this is the first time in decades we don't have a prominent Republican running for governor. They don't have the name identification. We don't have a John Engler running again. We don't have a Bill Schuette running again. You know, so the only one that's really strong right now from past, you've got Tom Leonard who ran for AG before. So you know, the excitement not there because people don't know the candidates like in the past. So you notice when Trump was speaking, he was cautious on endorsing because, in fact, he's not convinced that the people he might be endorsing will maybe win, not because they're not Trump supporters, because of lack of name ID and funding for the races.
0: For what it's worth, at that Washington Township rally on Saturday, Trump went right up to the endorsing line, but didn't actually commit.
1: Now we have a candidate for governor who is very popular, who's a fantastic brilliant candidate, Tudor Dixon. Tudor? Thank you, Tudor. Thank you. I heard you're doing
0: well, too. We know Michigan voters care about the roads, and we know that Governor Whitmer's COVID mandates were highly polarizing. In fact, Trump addressed that directly on Saturday.
1: Another top priority when Republicans take back Congress should be to pass a bill immediately terminating every single COVID mandate.
0: Ed says most Republican voters, they want their candidates to act
1: a certain way. They want somebody that won't compromise on anything. Trump has always says I don't compromise. And among some of these voters, it's going to be come down to, you know, the COVID, the masking thing, the, you know, taking away their freedoms. Those are the top issues that are going to drive this thing. Republicans want somebody like Trump who won't negotiate with anybody. It's his way or no way. And when it comes to Michigan politics, it's going to be going after Whitmer on the roads and the COVID-19. That's, that's their, their two issues. The difficulty in all of this
0: is that we don't know what an election looks like post Trump. He was on the ballot in 2016, 2018, and 2020. This will be the first time he's stumping without office. The polling from Ed Sarpolis suggests that the former president is losing political capital here in Michigan, but if it was measured just by admiration and crowd intensity, you'd think just the opposite. But here's the thing. Polls, they don't vote, and neither do rallies. People, they vote. So we'll have to see what happens come August and November. I am grateful to Ed Sarpolis from Target Insight for taking time and sharing his polling data with us. And thank you to Scott, Gavin, and Maria for chatting with me in Washington Township over the weekend. You can always find the latest on local, state, and national politics at wwjnewsradio.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Royal Oak. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?